Hello, greetings and welcome to another episode of Being Healthy the Shaolin Way. Now, you've heard me speak on yoga, meditation, and mantras as compared to Pilates, self-hypnosis, and affirmations. Now, let me summarize the difference between them and why it is important. The beginning student in yoga is told the same thing as meditation students. That it is a non-denominational alternative lifestyle. That all yoga is is simple exercises and that all meditation periods are simply clearing away all thoughts and focusing on one thing. Yet yoga, meditation, and mantras are Hindu-based or Buddhist, and therein lies the problem. The more you get into them, the more carryover and baggage you get from the Hindu belief system. Yoga. For example, in yoga, you are told that there are five, seven, nine, and even 15 different chakras by the various and sundry yogas but there is absolutely zero scientific evidence of them. You are told, imagine or visualize these chakras that run up your spine. The root chakra, Malhadra, the sacral chakra, Svadhasthana, the solar plexus chakra, Manapura, the heart chakra, Anahata, the throat chakra, Vishuddha, the third eye chakra, Ajna, and the crown chakra, Sarasara. But these are merely constructs of your mind. It would, of course, be nice if there were any evidence that they existed, but they don't. You can take torsos on why chakras get blocked, why multiple chakras block together, how to unblock chakras, how to unblock the root chakra, all the way up to how to unblock the crown chakra, how to balance your chakras, and even how to use chakra stones. Today's yogis teach endless courses on these and other Hindu teachings that have become big business. For example, reincarnation, which is another belief system in which zero evidence exists and multiple reasons why it can't be true. So those are also taught. Yogis teach that these chakras represent the evolution of human consciousness and that all humans must travel this ladder to achieve superconsciousness. That to achieve transcendence, humans have to meditate on the oneness of all. But again, there is no evidence at all that chakras exist anywhere but in the human imagination. Now meditation. In transcendental meditation, TMers are initiated giving a secret mantra, encouraged to meditate for 20 minutes a day. As a result of this, they are said to achieve transcendence. This is just another figment of their imagination. TM, however, is not as harmless as it appears. While most people do not get immersed and only use it to calm themselves, others go on and spend hours upon hours in the meditating. This type of constant practice can have negative effects. As a person progresses through the different stages of TM, they are influenced to think differently. While a new perspective is sometimes a good thing, the kind of changes that can happen in TM are very troubling. Now, there are many other forms of meditation which are supposed to consist of clearing the mind, but really, they're all the same in the end. The belief in Hindu gods and Hindu constructs sooner or later rears its ugly head. Mantras. Here are some examples of mantras. Om, pronounced Om, the primal cry, it means it is, will be, or to become. It is the most universal mantra. For its simplicity and specific sound, it is considered to be the sound of the universe. It represents the original vibration, the cycle of life, the birth and redeath, reincarnation. Now, never mind there's no evidence of any of this, but you just got to accept it on Hindu faith. Om Namah Shivaya. The translation is I bow to Shiva. Shiva is the supreme god of transformation who represents the highest self. It is one of the most 
popular Hindu mantras. It is called the Shiva Panchakaracha, the Panch Akshara, or simply Panch Akshara. But again, what do you want to bow to a Hindu god for? Who doesn't exist? Hare Krishna. The evidence of this mantra goes Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. And it is simply the repetition of the many names of Krishna. Krishna is just another Hindu god. Aham Prima. This mantra is pronounced Aham Prima. It translates to I am divine love. Now, never mind that that's uh, a leap to say that you're divine love, but let's leave that alone for now. Om Mani Padma Padmi Hum. The translation of the mantra would be Hail the Jewel in the Lotus. It is a mantra used by Tibetan Buddhists to achieve the ultimate state of compassion, also known as Chen Rezig. Right. Budo, a mantra associated with the Mayahana or Vajrahana Buddhism and a significant part of the Theravada tradition. Repeating Buddha's name or other phrases in Pali is considered to be assisting the participant towards developing loving kindness. Now, excuse me if I doubt that, but I do. Budo comes to signify his title rather than his name, the Buddha's name, by the way. By repeating the mantra, you are calling for the enlightened teacher to bring you peace, harmony between yourself and the world, harmony between the sensual and the spiritual world. Now, there's no evidence that this works, none. But what do all of these yoga, meditation, and mantras have in common? The goal of these three is supposed to be the mystical state of transcendence. Transcendence, union with the universe, is a mental effect that we have already shown can be achieved by electromagnets, electromagnets stationed around the brain, psychedelic drugs such as DMT, psilocybin, LSD even, drumming, chanting, and certain forms of music. Why waste time on yoga, meditation, and mantra chanting anyway when they've got ties to the Hindus? If you leave the Hindu and Buddhist belief system behind, and believe me, they are endemic, and are careful to call them out and just practice yoga without them, that would be excellent. But they usually, forgive me for saying this, but they usually creep in with all yoga teachers. And in meditation and mantra, saying, it is much the same. Emptying the mind is a recipe for disaster. They really all have cult-like elements to them when you go far enough inside them. The Hindu propaganda is sneaky. At first, we are told it's harmless, but then it always creeps in unless we are always on our guard. So why are people attracted to it when they can achieve the same effects with Pilates, self-hypnosis, and affirmations? Tune in to our next episode when we explore this connection for why Pilates, self-hypnosis, and affirmations are downplayed and why yoga, meditation, mantras are upplayed. They're the current thing. Now, if you'd like to learn more about the monks of the Shaolin Temple who um, sponsor this program, go to shaolintempleus.net or our website, healthytaichi.com. And if you'd like to donate to this program, you donate by PayPal to Rick, R-I-C-K, at feraldemore.com. That's F-E-R-R-E-L-D-M-O-O-R-E.com. Now, I should make clear um, in this episode that these are my own beliefs and not shared by the um, majority of the monks at the Shaolin Temple. But tune in next week when we explore why I believe them. 
So until next episode, I wish you namaste.